Warning. The views and opinions expressed in the following program are solely those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the actual views and opinions of the hosts and guests. This serves as a disclaimer that no one holds these opinions, nor should anyone hold these opinions. Listener discretion is advised. guy I'm playing is second place in the league, and he's been putting up numbers. But luckily, Cam Newton really hasn't done anything today. Old Cameron Newtown. Old Cammy Cam. Old Cam. Yeah, he's one of the uh, – we've we talked about this. If Cam Newton handed me a check for a million dollars every year for the rest of my life, I still just don't still think I like, like Cam Newton. It's hard to get over – like the Alabama Auburn rivalry, it really is like. Oh, for I mean, sure. I still, I still have hate in my heart for Stan White. Like, but it's not even it. Right, but it's not even that. It's it's just it's sports do that. Like yeah. that's why that's why I think you know. That's why I've jo- I've jokingly said this before. I think I think football is the is this is the solution to world peace. Because well, you just you just hate each other real intensely for that day or week at the most. You're mad at it about it for like a week at most, and then it's like, all right, ready for next year. Yes. Because even because like I don't know if you remember this, but when I, I, one time I was out picking up food from a restaurant. Oh yeah, and I was oh, yeah, standing I there this. waiting, and I look across from me, and I was like, "That's Tim Tebow." Like, not that looks like Tim Tebow. It was just you knew factually that Tim Tebow. That is Timothy Tebow. <laughs> like Timothy. I knew for – that is – Actually, fact. I think it's pronounced it Timothan. Timothan. My, my bad. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Thames, I believe, is that. Thames, yeah. Yeah. It's um, the British. Yeah. But uh, oh, he was standing across from me, and I was wearing an Alabama hat. And we, I looked over and I re- noticed him and I was like, that's Tim Tebow. About the same time he looked at me and not only realized that A, I recognized him, but B, was wearing an Alabama <laughs> And I just looked at him and I was like, you're a nice guy, but I don't like you. <laughs> and he just said i get it man i get it <laughs> and like and he did like you know what i mean like because he he gets it he gets cause it because not only did he play football he played it at an elite level yeah he played it he played it in the sec arguably yep. the most passionate mm-hmm. conference collegiate or pro yeah oh, for, for sure. football yeah he got it he was like he, yeah and i he just understand think, I just think if more people, like, because I mean, that's you know, how we politics were, should really be. <laughs> it's, it is how politics should be, and we, because we were both, we were both in that situation, kind of honestly, the, you know, two sides of the same coin. Right, right. You know, where it was just like, yeah, no, I, I, I get, it. I get, it. and, I, and, and we're gonna, we're gonna enjoy your dinner. We <laughs> you compartmentalize the hate. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're not gonna you know? fight him. You're not gonna fight him in the lobby of a restaurant hey, in Beverly hey, Hills. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Tim, have a great dinner and go to hell. 
<laughs> like that's, that's a, yeah, that's, that's kind of like, Hey man, you too. You know, like it's Thanks. a, it's a, I guess it's a, it's a, a hate built from respect. Oh, that's a good way to put it. You know, uh, uh, which, speaking like, of- which I have a friend who, well, he just legit hates him. He hates Peyton Manning. And I'm like, how can you hate, how do you Peyton, hate Peyton Manning? Manning? But he also was like there around the time that Peyton was just destroying Alabama. Yeah, sure. I get you that. Know? And so but still it's like, Peyton no, Manning. Well, Did I you know, see his Saturday Night thing, Live? Like, Tim Tebow's not a bad guy. No, but Peyton Manning was on Saturday Night Live. It was hilarious. He's hilarious. Yeah. Every commercial he does is instantly watchable. Because he's so dry and just <laughs> he sounds like an idiot. It, but he just like, I, I don't know what it is about Peyton Manning with comedy, but he gets it's it. it. He's got I it. Would, if, if he, I don't know how he's not been like a supporting role in like an Adam Sandler movie or something. Or, like, <laughs> or, even, like a, or even like a Judd Apatow movie. I could totally see him in a Judd Apatow movie. It should be. It should be Just playing Pey- himself. Pey- <laughs> you know? Peyton, Peyton Manning and like Peyton Manning and LeBron James in a car, like going somewhere. Or Dude. Peyton Man. Oh, the yes. new Space Jam starring. Let me tell you. Yes, I was Peyton about Manning. to say. If you put Peyton Manning in a movie with Bill Murray, it would make you a billion dollars. Oh, easily, instantly. easily. I, I just like just get them on the golf course together. Just, I just want to want that's that's it. I, I don't like the the Tiger and Phil versus versus Peyton and and Brady. Uh, yeah, was awesome. Yeah, but dude, let me. But yeah, you get like you get you get Bill Murray in on that action. It's great. Did oh you see God. the letter he got served recently? I did see that. It was beautiful. And did you it see was, who? It was like, I mean, did you yeah. see who endorsed uh, uh, Biden today? Um, yes, Dwayne Rockington the third. The the Johnsons. He yeah. uh, he did. And uh, did you happen to read his page where he endorsed him? Who the rocks? The rocks page. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <sighs> what? They're out in droves. Oh, well, of course they are. It's, it's amazing to me. Like, they're clearly a lot of them are bots, you know? Hang on. Oh, sure, sure. Um, a lot of them are bots. One of them was like, you know, stick to, stick to movies, Hollywood elitist. And, right. like, I was like, I'm just going to click on this guy's profile, see what he's about. And I mm-hmm. clicked on him, and he it's was like... A picture, let me guess. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's either a picture of an eagle in front of an American flag. Right. Uh, some dude in, like, wraparound sunglasses. There it was. That was uh, it. Okay, there we go. Yeah. So he's wearing <laughs> wraparound sunglasses. Yeah. And, like, and then his profile had Pyro Black as, like, another Instagram account to go to, and then a YouTube video. So Can I we both up, admit, though, that Pyro Black is like a badass name for a superhero? Kind of? Well, guy does pyrotechnics. I was okay. like, this, that's what this guy must do. He must be a pyrotechnician. I was like, so he basically, uh, like, you know, when you work a firework stand for long enough, you get promoted to the guy who shoots the fireworks. Is sure. Or so I clicked if, on it. Or I clicked, in Alabama. It, you're just that's that's what you do automatically yeah you're just I mean, the guy with no fingers same. yeah and so i clicked on it thinking i was gonna see like pyrotechnics i clicked mm-hmm. on it it was a picture of a nice looking black man with one post 
Okay. And that was it. <laughs> no explanation. So I didn't want to click on the YouTube video after that because I was kind of worried. Yeah, no. But that was that was weird. So, but like, I don't even understand. Like, so what are they like? I don't even understand the bots anymore. Like, are they just there to cause like chaos? Yes. That's it. And they're all Russian. You know, oh, did I? I don't know if I told you this. I mean, I mean, Russian. I'm sure there's some that are. I mean, I, I, Scandinavian. I think, well, I think I think there's been reports that China's trying to meddle in the election. Shocker there. Why? Just um, alone. Which, by the way, that reminds me. I sent you a post from. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back to where I was in a second if I can remember where I was going. Uh, you sent I sent you the. I sent you a post the other day from the roast me subreddit, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Those are I just three. Yeah, there. Well, there was one that they did recently, like in the past few months, where they said, "Let's roast coronavirus." Okay. And so they, so they all started making jokes about coronavirus. And one of my favorite ones was, "Oh, look at this! Something made in China that finally lasts more than a couple of months." Wow! <laughs> like that. I was like, "That's that's that's, that's pretty terrible cool. and funny." But no, um. My, uh, there was a fake profile made of my dad recently. Oh, no way. Yeah. So my. On aunt, Instagram? No, on Facebook. Oh, so wow. my, my aunt Susie had posted something on Facebook and my dad, quote unquote, uh, commented on there and said, Hey, I had to make a new profile. So you need to send me a friend request or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And then Amanda saw it. My sister Amanda saw it and she was like. Uh, this is a fake George Bennett account. And so like we went in and reported it and reported it and reported it. They get taken down. But finally? like, yeah, someone, well, actually, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm going to check that out. But like, yeah, I mean, it's, but that's what they do. I mean, they make I've fake had profiles a couple, of real people. I've had my, my Instagram has been faked a couple of times. Um, right. And, um, well, our then, good friend, friend of the show, Erica Ishi is dealing with a problem. Oh, right yeah, now where someone's made a Tinder, a Tinder profile. Yeah. I saw right. that. Yeah. She was more mad about like, she the, was more mad bio. about what, about them boiling her down to a cosplayer and RPG nerd. That was what she was more upset. And like, I me. get that, you know, uh, sure. that would piss me off too. Like, but yeah, I, uh, I've had it faked a couple times and then I've had, uh, people use my old radio DJ name to like, say really shitty things about actors that I've worked with sure on message boards right and like it's it's it was a nightmare I actually had to get um I had to get the uh school newspaper that that did the article about me being called that name to take that article off their website like off their database wait so wait wait so a school reported so when I was in college, I worked mm -hmm. as a radio DJ named Cujo Ramsey. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. That was my name. I think a friend of mine came up with it, and I told my girlfriend. I just realized I have my karate. I'm on my karate account. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I noticed to, it too, but it doesn't I have matter. to log off. This is not mine. Like, this Why do you have to log off? Because if Master Lee needs it today, <laughs> she, she'll kill me. <laughs> Let's, uh, sorry, I'll call you right okay, back. Okay. Well, sorry. I'll pause recording. <laughs> sorry, everybody. Wow. My bad. Well, it's just me here alone without Daryl because he signed into his work account. You know, I would never say this to Daryl's face, but he's a genuine and kind person who cares about the people closest to him. But 
I would never say that to his face. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Might as well get some announcements out of the way. Um, we don't have any, so thanks for listening to the show. Uh, we hope you guys all like this. We've actually been having a lot of fun doing these. I mean, we do want to have some more guests and stuff soon, but this has been a lot of fun just uh, just with us, you know, shooting the breeze um, and uh, just hanging out and chatting. We hope you guys enjoy it. We've gotten a lot of feedback from, from several of you. It seems that, uh, seems that you are enjoying it, so we're just going to keep doing it, whether you like it or not. Well, here's Daryl, uh, so I'm going to let him in now. There he is. Okay. Oh, did you comment on everything that was happening while I was gone? No, I just paused it and I'm just going to skip to this point. Okay. Anyway. What was I in the middle of talking about? <laughs> uh, the newspaper, Cujo Ramsey. Okay, so they, they had done this article about me in college about my radio DJ name, which was Cujo Ramsey. And the reason I came up with the name, that's right. where I was. Yeah. Uh, the reason I came up with the name is a friend of mine had told me that his, a friend of mine had told me and my girlfriend at the time that his grandmother's name, her, her first name was Cujo Ramsey. And my girlfriend, she, he said my grandmother's first name is Cujo Ramsey and my girlfriend believed him. And I was sure. cracking up because I was like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Uh, so, who was who who the girlfriend? Do we want to call her out right now? No, no, Man, no, I can't remember. Uh, oh, okay. I, re I remember her first well, then that answered my next question. <laughs> Is it anyone you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one you know. Okay. Uh, this was like very beginning of college. And right. um, anyway, and uh, the, uh, the she, uh, so I kept it just kind of make fun of her. And so, but anyway, so they did an interview with me at the school paper, the floor ala. And the article okay. was like, if you searched my name for a long time, you would find that article as one of the top like 50 hits and people would use that name to go on like forums and stuff and shit talk like David Carradine. Cause I was in a movie with him and like, like, you know, the people from heroes and shit. Like it was just like, right. They, and like, so I was like, you fucking like stop. Right. So, so like I had to get, and like you a never, bunch. and you never found out who this was. was I good. have, I have some suspicions of who it might've been. Oh really? I, yeah, I have some suspicions. Well, I'm obviously I'm not gonna have you talk about it on. Yeah, here, but, but if but you I wanted have, to, I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> no, but I, I have no, some no. ideas. Sure. They uh, there's some there's some shitty people out there for sure. That for sure, bitter assholes. Right. So anyway, that's it. Um, yeah. that's the yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, actually, I just looked. It doesn't look like that account is up anymore. Good. So yeah, I think that all. It's actually really like easy to get them taken down. I've, or at least Instagram, it took me like a day to get the last one of the, taken down. And they actually contacted, that account contacted my girlfriend's sister and started like flirting with her. And like my girlfriend, what? yeah, like started flirting with See, my girlfriend. See, that kind of stuff, like it makes, when that kind of stuff happens, it makes me think like it's someone you know. Well, that's what I think. But it's <clears throat> honestly like it was one of those accounts that was created. Hey, I just created an alternate account to get, to get to know my fans better, which right. is what they all say. Right. And like, and so, and then they, they, they basically go through your friends list and start. And if that ever happens to any of you listening, just know that it's not Daryl. He doesn't want to get to know anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I want to get to know people, but I want, I want to get to know them. Like, you know, biblically. No, wait, that's not oh. it. No, biblically is sex. Well, then maybe the, that's maybe never this, made sense to me. Yeah. Then maybe that's the maybe that maybe that is Daryl. Then I want to get to know them innocently. Account. Why is biblically yeah. sex? 
Oh, you know why. No, I don't. Yeah, you know. You don't either. <laughs> I know. I know. No, I know plenty. I you know don't plenty. know shit. I know plenty. You've seen plenty. <laughs> I've seen plenty. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. Um, but yeah, the um, the they would like, and they were hitting on my girlfriend's sister for like a day and my girlfriend's sister finally like screen capped it and sent it to my girlfriend and was like uh you need to get your mans <laughs> like kind of oh, bullshit. No. and like because she didn't she doesn't really know me that well because they live like you know six states away or whatever mm-hmm. and like you know we've met like twice mm-hmm. so she was like super concerned that like and i was like first of all how no. would that even work <laughs> like what like no just no like i'm not right. No, there's like so many no's that the answer is firmly no. Right. And so. Oh, how firm is that now? Biblically. You know. And, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but it was insane. Like, and it, it took a while. It took like a day to get it taken down. And I had to get some other people to report it as well besides me. So. Right. But yeah, it's so strange. So strange. Yeah. And I just realized my name says Master Critton. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I noticed that too. It doesn't matter what is it make it bothers me. I don't want to be on here as Master Crittenden. Uh-huh. Well, it's a little late for that. Uh biblically. All right. Are they gonna go for an onside kick? Who? Are you still watching the Buffalo game? Yeah, but what but like Buffalo ended up I mean Getting Buffalo a ended up making a big drive and yeah. Yeah. That was a huge drive. Yeah, that was. Uh, what's on your, your mind, man, you know, not, not a whole lot. It's been a pretty easy, uh, week. I feel, uh, I feel, I mean, look, I'm on Lamectal now. <laughs> I feel amazing. Okay. I feel amazing. That sounds like a, that sounds like a, a fancy milk for people who can't process dairy. That does. <laughs> fair, fair point. And it might be, because honestly, my dairy processing has been pretty good lately. It's been on point. It's been, well, no, actually not on point. It's been very smooth. Oh, oh, okay. But I like, didn't need any of that. Hardy, hardy smooth. <laughs> like a, like a. Like a like a good stew, like a like a like a like a Toblerone that's been left in the back seat. For oh a day. no! Oh no! Oh god! But you know, oh, it's still man. solid on the inside. It's yeah, just yeah, the no, outside I, is. I read it's the solid still. Yeah, it's toffee. The, to- the toffee holds it together. Yeah, not a toffee fan. Not a toffee fan. Me, no. I don't like how it feels in my teeth. It's like sad brittle. It is sad brittle. That's Worst what brittle. toffee tastes like. Worst man. brittle. Huh? Do you like? Are you an almond brittle or a peanut brittle? I'd g- just give me some brittle, man. What is brittle? Is it just liquid? Okay, nut here's goo? the. I, Harden. <laughs> you know Harden liquid as I said goo. it, as I was saying it, I was trying to fix it, and it just got worse. Yeah. Well, liquid yeah. nut goo that hardened. Yeah. You know what? Uh, are you writing that down as an episode title? You're. You're absolutely right. I am. <laughs> um. But uh, no, I actually, funny enough, I made some peanut brittle like a week and a half ago. On purpose? Yes. No, it was. It was well, a, it was I mean, a, that's it was how it was originally discovered. I feel like it had to be an accident that somebody was like, oh, shit, I left it. Hey. No, because when you hear what's in it, you're like, that was purposeful. And I don't know how I feel about it. Because it's like, it's purposeful. And it's just, yeah, you're just like. You had to do that on purpose because it was. What is it? 
it's it was just sugar, corn syrup, uh, uh, butter, a little vanilla extract, peanuts, uh, some what was that? Water and a pinch of salt. I think like that's it. That's why I can't remember. I'd have to yeah, look no, up. The, the it's like, like that's a lot like, of that's 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 it. a lot of stuff though. For yeah, like, and you just you just cook it to a certain temperature, and then you just it set it out. And it, let it. Yeah, basically, you add all the stuff in at a certain time. What's your favorite dessert that you can make? My favorite dessert that I can make. Yeah, like and like maybe you gotta still look at the recipe, but maybe not. Like something you would not have to Google. You've you've got it. Your mom made it. Your dad made it. You got it. Yeah. Well, what comes, the first thing that comes to mind is my mom used to always make my favorite dessert that my mom made was Oreo pie, which was, yeah, which was essentially, so you get a whole pack of Oreos. Yeah. You, you, you put them in a Ziploc bag, hit them with a rubber mallet, something like that, crunch them up. Sure. Like with kittens. Yeah. Then you melt a stick of butter and put it in there with it and you make a crust. Oh my god! Oh, that's the the crust. That's the crust. You put the crust in the bottom of the pan. A whole thing of Oreos is the crust. A whole thing of Oreos is the crust. So uh, mixed with butter, and so you put that in the bottom of the pan. Then you get vanilla ice cream, and you slice it into into you know slabs or whatever. And you put you put the ice cream on top of the Oreo crust. Okay. And then let the crust cool, or do you? Yeah, you let the crust cool. Okay. Um. So then you put the ice cream on top of that, pop that in the freezer and let that sit in there for a while. And then, and this is the hard part. And this is the part that I'm, I'm, I still haven't quite figured out because I've only done this like two or three times on my own. Yeah. Where you do a double boiler of chocolate chips. Okay. And you get oh, the double to, boiler is hard as fuck. Yeah. Cause you can't like no water can get in there. Or it completely yeah. ruins the chocolate. If you undercook it, it's too, it's too runny. If you overcook it, it's too hard. So you cook it to where it reaches whatever softball temperature is. You have to have a candy thermometer. Yeah. So you cook it to softball temperature and then you put it, you put the bowl in an ice bath to let it start to cool. And then you pour it over the top. It's this like thick, like chewy fudge that's on oh top of it God. and then you pop it in the freezer and leave it there and then you take it out and you oh do slices God. of it it is the absolute best i mean yeah it's it's so good it's so so good but mine, that's probably the thing that i can make mine's either the uh cream cheese bars which you've had yeah, chest Those, bars. Love yeah. chest well, bars. Well, mine, mine are a little... But yours just, are not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little different than chest bars. Yeah, but yeah. Those are good. And then I'm also... I love my no-bake oatmeal chocolate cookies, which I don't think I've ever made for you. But like, I only make I them... So. Every, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a story about a friend of ours when I lived with him in New York, Chris Bedwell, who sure. comes up pretty regularly on the podcast. Sure. <laughs> He's a safe bet to talk about because he never listens. Yes. Um. Because he drives a 1945 pickup truck that has no way of hearing podcasts. Right. But anyway, uh, he, my mom sent me a batch of them when I first moved to New York, or when he, like, when we first moved in together. And are they I, like? Are they like? Because the, I've had no bait. They're like chocolate with oat. They just look like with oatmeal and yeah, yeah, but they're like yeah. hardish. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I've, I've had, had them on wax not, paper. Not yours, but yeah. Those, yeah, they're I, good. Those, like I mean, they're they're, they're hard to fuck up. Sure. 
My mom makes them really good. Mm-hmm. And like the texture is really perfect with hers. Mine are always a little too soft. She sent me like a Tupperware thing of it. I went to work. That motherfucker <laughs> ate every single one of them. <laughs> every single one. Of them. Didn't even like, I mean, they were from my mother to me. <laughs> he ate every single one. Yeah. Didn't like, I mean, like lick the bowl clean. That's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could just see him like tilting and getting the crumbs and like right chugging it, you know, wiping his finger around the inside oh, yeah. of it, getting yeah. all that, getting in there. I had to throw the Tupperware away. Yeah, yeah, it was just too much. You were concerned about what he had done to the Tupperware. I I, I, I wasn't concerned. I I had a good inkling of what well, he did to that. Tupperware. Well, <laughs> well, my college roommate, I still to this day give him shit about this. One year, I had I went to the grocery store like on a. Wednesday or Thursday, something like that. I bought a pack of double stuff Oreos was part of the groceries I'd bought. Mm-hmm. And we had always kind of had this, you know, like I, we always were, he was one of the easiest roommates I ever lived with. Cause right. it was, you know, I mean like basically the rule was like, yeah, help yourself to whatever. If you finish it, replace it. Or if you eat more than half of it, replace it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of how we did. Right. So I had bought, these Oreos Friday, I went home. I think I went home to visit and I was going to come back Sunday. So I'll leave Friday. Mind you, I've had none of these Oreos. Right. And then I come back. Not only had my roommate eaten every Oreo in that package, but he put, he put the package back in like nothing happened. He just, he just, he put it back like nothing happened. I was like, dude, what happened to my Oreos? He's like, well, you left them here. They weren't eaten. And I was like, yeah, now they're eaten. You ate all of them. And he's like, yeah, I did. So to this day, I still give him shit about it. As a matter of fact, I was, I was a groomsman in his wedding a few years ago. And for his wedding gift, I bought him six packages of double stuff Oreos. That's beautiful. So he wouldn't have to, yeah, steal anybody else's. Ever again, but I was or like, his man. wife's, his, yeah, his, his and I was wife's. like, man, and and uh, it actually had given me the idea uh, a long time ago for a sketch of where there's a guy who's on like a CNN type show and he's running for office and uh, somebody, you know, they're like, well, you know, we don't really like practicing gotcha journalism here, but we have someone that wants to talk uh, about something about, you know, speak to your character uh, right. as a person and a politician. And it's like the person's college roommate and he's like, you know, and it's this real sad moment of like, man, what did this guy do to them? And it's like, well, he ate my double stuff Oreos. And then the politician's like, this is really what we're this really, is this, this is a waste of my time. And then the, the news anchor is like, Sir, that you make me sick. <laughs> like, and everybody you agrees. Like, me. how could you do that? What you are disgusting. Um, you know, and it's just a whole that that was basically the whole premise of the sketch is just like all these people coming in with calling, start calling in with little things like that about him or about about, about the about the politician. And he's like, he ate, he ate all my double stuff Oreos. Well, he borrowed my car and then didn't put the seat back in the position it was in before I gave it to him. Like if that was true, mm-hmm. if like depending upon the role in government, the person was going for Right. Mayor. Let's say it's a mayor. Let's say mayor of like a small town. Okay. Okay. So mayor of small town. 
Mm-hmm. If college roommate came out and said he ate all my food and never bothered to replace it, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't? I don't think I would. Now, you get like a governor. Sure. College roommate comes on and says, ate all my food, never replaced it. I'd still be down to vote for him. But yeah. then it's like two people called in. One said he borrowed my car mm-hmm. and didn't put gas in it. Didn't right. put gas in it. Yeah. I'd be like on the fence right then. Right. <laughs> and then if a third person called in and was like, um, let's see, what would it be? Oh, went to the movies. I bought the tickets and then he didn't buy my snacks. He didn't buy the snacks. Yeah. I would be like, I'm not voting for this fucking asshole. Well, now, now you've established a pattern, a pattern. of behavior. That's a yes. pattern of behavior. That yeah. is something that will lead to corruption in government. That is a char- those are, That is a blatant character flaw. You're right. You're right. Pres- president's a little steeper. They got. They got. They get a little more slack. You know. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the most no shit thing you have ever said in your life i still i still think that the world is falling apart because david bowie and prince died just like four months apart i think i think we're i think cosmically karmically uh-huh. we're still trying to catch up from that because <laughs> it granted it was the beginning of 2016 so yeah. other factors were at play but Right, David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, I could see, I could see that. Wasn't 2016 the year that like, like, all these celebrities died? Yeah, there was one year. I think it was 2016 where like everybody died, <laughs> <laughs> and it was. And just here like, we are. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And now, now especially. Um, but like, uh. Yeah, boy, boy, were we young and innocent then when we it really thought, does feel as, like this is as were as as bad as it gets. It, I it was so long ago. Twenty sixteen was so long ago. Yeah, you yeah. know, man, Shauna made me feel real old last night. How? So she's going back to school, right? right. She's taking a math class. Oh, she is it buy, new math? She had to, no, it's not new math, but oh she had to buy a, she had to buy a calculator, and like the way it's 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 one of those ti calculators yeah yeah, yeah. and like instruments big fan yeah and the way it the way it slides into its holder like it and the way it's shaped i was like oh my god i totally mm-hmm. remember this calculator and um and she was like uh she was like and i and i opened it and i held it and i was like it feels lighter it feels like i'm holding nothing it doesn't feel like a calculator yeah like my calculator did or whatever and she was like she was like, I know, but for you, that was 18 years ago. And I was like, what have I done with my life? <laughs> <laughs> I just immediately was like, I have done nothing. I have wasted it. I have done nothing. And she was like, oh, no, I didn't. No, that's not what I didn't mean to. This, like, oh, Please don't I have a like, midlife crisis right yeah, now. Please don't have a midlife exactly crisis. That's exactly what she said. I was like, what have I done? Yeah, I saw I some like, nice oh God, convertibles I was, for I was sale. 16 years, it was 16 years old 18 years ago. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to think of the last time I held a calculator. I don't well, know. Like everything you can do on the phone now, but it does. Yeah. Feel well, there's that. I just, I don't even do that. I just, I, I have like the Alexas. We have like one in every room just about. Right. 
And so I'll just, I'm like, if I've got to do fucking math, I'll just ask it and it'll tell me. Well, yeah. If it's like, I especially do that for stuff. That's when it's like multiple things to add together. Yeah. I just, I just rather read them off. I'm like, Hey, Hey Siri, what's, Five plus seven plus eighteen plus four plus thirty two plus six plus nine plus one plus two. You know, and then yeah. Oh, the answer is this. Great, cool. I didn't have to type all that shit in. Yeah, I know. I do well because I weigh my food a lot, and so I always need like seventy five percent of something. Because if you cook it, it loses twenty five percent of its weight. So mm-hmm. I'm like, or about that. So I just I I don't weigh it before I cook it. I I just weigh it after because it's easier just to make a plate, pop it in the microwave. So I'm right. constantly asking, what's 75% of 6.35? What's, you know, and shit like that. Right. Like it's like stuff. a quarter pounder is actually three ounces after yeah. it's cooked. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, but yeah, that kind of ins- insanity. It's so weird. Interesting. I'm, I'm kind of having to relearn math too. Cause I'm I, like, I was, when I did, when I took the ACT, I actually finished the in the 99th percentile on math. Wow. And yeah. And so, and I hated math. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of my least favorite subjects, but it was probably my best subject. Wow. And I, I, so she's asking me questions that she doesn't understand. And I'm like, I, and so I'm kind of having to relearn the math too, where I'm like, right. Okay. What does this do? What is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I got it. And this is the, so luckily I can still pick up on those concepts, well, I'm, quick, but like, it's I'm, still, it's still weird. Like having to do yeah. math that like, no one needs. I, I like. I, I like the the amount of people that need the math that she's doing doesn't justify the does the not teaching. justify the fact that she's having to take the class to begin. Well, we I, we sorry, have guys. this discussion a lot over here at the house because you know we have a third grader and a sixth grader here, right? And like, and so, and the third grader loves math. The sixth grader actively is protesting against math existing <laughs> so, sure. yeah and and i get that because i was not a huge math fan but i did enjoy geometry because i because it it's like construction and things like that and that's sure. that's a little bit more how my brain works as shapes right and um and so like you know and jocelyn and i were talking about it and you know she's like i just don't understand why they force this much math down kids throats like it should just be a little more basic than this and if you're interested in it go deeper into it a hundred percent that's exactly what i was talking about with shauna the other day that's what i think too but i also there is a part of me that's like i think that they like that they've got it backwards that it should be the basics and then at the end of the year it should be like an amuse bouche of like you know geometry algebra trigonometry and on up because like you know, some kids might want to like be like in into the medical field and like then they're like going to find out that like how much math they actually need for that, you know, sure. and it's going to be like, oh, that's super disappointing. Now I have right. to learn trig- trigonometry in order to be a doctor. Right. Well, you know? yeah, I feel like a lot of this is something Sean and I were talking about the other day. I feel like <clears throat> I feel like a, a, a decent amount of people by the time they're 16 have yeah. an idea of where they want to go. Mm hmm. And I, I feel like around that time, high school students should kind of be able to shape their study according to that. I agree. With, uh, Germany is like, really good. European countries in general are really good about that. But Germany has always had that down where it's like, right. by the time you're in high school, you're picking a major. 
Sure. You know, and you're are a focus. And then in yeah. college, you, you know, you, you, you compound on, on your that. major. Yeah. Yeah. But like, and, and that's kind of how I think it should be. Um, now, like there is some stuff that I feel like, no, you need to learn this. Yeah. You, you yeah. need like, well, you like, know, I feel like basic stuff that you tax, may not seek out but tax yeah, there, and yes. percentages of cash and percentages uh, uh, or just be, percentages so, in general. Yeah. That should be taught. But like, I've never understood the point of mixed fractions. Like, and I use them yeah. in construction. Like when I'm building something, I have to use that, that stuff. But like, right. I don't see the point in like making an 11 year old cry every day over mixed fractions. I right. just don't, I don't know who that benefits. Like, Right. I, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know why, you know, Shauna who wants to work with, you know, nonprofits needs to know what happens when you have a negative exponent next to a number. Yeah. When is that going to come up? Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So like up to 16, yeah, you can teach them all this kind of stuff or whatever, but like around that time, you know, yeah, I think it's more important to teach practical math and life skills and social skills and all this kind of stuff that can help them, you know, and, and if they want to learn, you know, this more advanced math, you basically say, okay, you're at the point where you have to start making decisions on what you want to do, but you probably have an idea of what you want to do now. So if you're wanting to be a doctor, an engineer, uh, you know, something like that, you, these are the kinds of studies that you need to focus on. Yeah. You do need to take these maths. You do need to take these sciences, that sort of thing. If you want to be a, uh, a lawyer, you want to be a teacher, you want to be a, you know, whatever it is, these are the kinds of, you know, so it's like, so it, it has, here's the maths you can take. Mm -hmm. And here is, what kinds of careers need that? And then you do, and then let people choose classes that way. I mean, it makes so much more sense. And then give everybody well, else, like it I said, gives everybody a practical a math course yeah. where you teach them how to, you know, I mean, it used to be, you know, teach them how to balance a checkbook, but that doesn't really matter anymore. But no. like, you know, but yeah, you teach them percentages and you teach them angles and you teach them, you know, um, uh, like units of measurement, like, you know, teaspoon, tablespoon, cups, ounces, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, you teach them those kinds of things, stuff that they're going to use every day in their life. You know, that, that I think is, is far more important than, and then have classes around uh, stuff that they're interested in, you know, yeah. let the kids figure it out, figure stuff out that way. Cause there's no sense, like you said, Torturing somebody in something that A, they're not good at, and B, they're not going to be good at, and C, that they are not interested in or going to want to do. Well, I think it just turns so many people off on the, the education in general. A hundred percent. I think it just like makes – because like as soon as I started failing – gosh, what was my first F in? Like, first of all, I could barely read. Like I no, could just, no, I could just yeah. barely read. Like okay. I was dyslexic and nobody ever bothered to be like, Hey, maybe this kid needs to be assessed until I was in ninth grade. And a teacher who actually like, like was interested in who I was and like what I was trying to do was like, what do you mean? You don't know the difference between DB, P and Q on this chart. I was like, right. well, like they're out there. So it's hard to figure out what the order is. I can tell when they're in order, but I can't mm. tell when they're just out there. And she was like, Jesus, you're fucking dyslexic. <laughs> like, 
like, and so then people started reading me my tests and I started acing them, you know, and right. like, I was like, oh, this is way better. And right. like, then I learned a different way to read entirely than what I was taught. And like, suddenly yeah. I could read books and like be entertained besides the fucking three stooges, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, also, I mean, cause I remember, I remember my dad asking the question. He was like, why can you remember the lines to dumb and dumber, but you can't remember, remember the Pythagorean theorem. And my answer was always the same. I was like, first of all, a squared plus B squared equals C squared. So don't tell me that I don't know it, but, yeah. <laughs> my, but my second point is I don't care. Yeah. I just don't care. Yeah. I'm not interested in it. I'm not, that's why. You know, but I know people I, who I are. Dad, if mom set you down and taught you about makeup and, and then gave you a test, are you going to ace that test? No, because you don't give a shit about makeup. Yeah. yeah. It's, the same, it's the same thing. If you care about it, you'll take the time to, to focus on it and to work hard at it. And that's, that's, that's so much of what – now, that's not to say – well, first of all, that's so much of what the problem is now is people focus too much on what the job is and whether or not they enjoy really doing it to begin with. Because if you're passionate about something, that's where you can excel at it. But like, you know, this, our society focuses more on you just need a job, which, you know, is a whole other discussion for another time anyway. Right. Like, you know, I mean. Well, why did we need to take a test on fucking volleyball? Like, why did I need volleyball. to know? You took a test on volleyball? A written test on volleyball. And what PE class? class. PE. Oh, PE was just, I mean, we never took tests for PE. We took written tests on, this is the reason Muscle Shoals was the school of excellence. We took tests <laughs> on volleyball. We took tests, written tests on basketball. I took a written test on not baseball, not football, mm -hmm. but volleyball, basketball, tennis, wall ball or racquetball i can't remember what okay. we called it and like it's just like what the fuck are you guys think like where where well look this I doesn't had... make me want to play it anymore this just means now i have more shit to keep up with sure and you know i mean hell i had bible class because oh, I, I went right, to a christian private school, private school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 which they would have and... given me a bible class if they could have sure i'm sure they would have yeah um but like yeah, I just uh, and also it 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 irked me then and it irks me now the concept of homework is bullshit. Oh, it's total bullshit. Because what it does is then that mentality carries over to a job where it's like, "Oh, no, you have to go work on this at home. Then pay mm -hmm. me for it." Mhm. Mm then pay me for it. Cuz I like that I can't that's so stupid. If if why do we have time allotted for class? Yep. If I still have to do shit outside. Yep. If the teacher king, a com there was a teacher the other day talking about how she doesn't give homework and mm -hmm. people were like shitting on her for it. Mm -hmm. And like, the thing is, is so many people are like, Oh, I homework's important. No homework is what you suffer through and you feel like other people should suffer through it. And then there's so much of that in raising kids anyway. Sure. Like where people are like, well, this is how my daddy did it to me. And it's so your dad might've been an asshole. Like take that <laughs> into consideration. Like maybe right. you don't want to be an asshole to your child. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it just drives me crazy that people are like this with their kids. Like homework does nothing. Homework does nothing to build the child up. Homework does nothing to like 
to further instruct the child because one if the kid doesn't fucking understand it in the class and they go home he's not gonna understand it at home. he's not gonna right. understand it and then that creates a conflict between the child and its parent right and then you have the balls to say that stuff like sports and band and drama are extracurricular activities and like go fuck yourself because no, that exa- shit yeah, that I shit mean, created such a level of confidence in me that the that the what what is it called? The practical curriculum or general curriculum? Sure, you know core, what I'm talking the core about. Classes, the core yeah. the core classes could never do for right. a person like me. And right. kids or are so create they're nothing but creative and nothing but curious. And the way school is structured does nothing but stomp that down to a flat level. Mm-hmm. And like there are people who like you who excel at school, like do well at oh, school I- without it. <laughs> Well, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like could if they practice or put put effort into it. But (laughs) like there there are people who are in school that are so good at that. Do you know what telling a child – have you ever looked at the numbers of like like labeling a child as gifted and what that does to them as an adult? Sure. It's it's, it's, It fucks them up. Yeah. Yeah. It fucks them up. Like they, they go around their whole life thinking I'm gifted, I'm something, and living up to that potential creates an anxiety in them or worse than they get a fucking head on their shoulders that they can't maintain with their scrawny little necks. Mm-hmm. Like I am, I, am, I am always right. You know, people, mm-hmm. ju- I'm just misunderstood because I'm gifted. No, right. you're a fucking asshole that did well in fourth grade. You're right. not gifted. Right. Nobody's gifted. <laughs> it's, you're just, you're, you're a meat robot walking mm-hmm. around that can do new math. Right. Assholes. Fuck them. Hate school. But yeah, I just. My principal like, got arrested for smoking meth or crack. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, let's be sure we get that correct. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know, actually. Let's say meth. Let's say what's meth. more popular in uh, Alabama. Oh, meth. Meth. All right. I liked him. He was a nice guy. He was mm-hmm. a, a wonderful guy. And I, I haven't seen him since all that, but I used to, you run to steal into- my lunches all the time. Cause he was tweaked out, but no. <laughs> I would no. he was never like that at school, but like he ended up going to Huntsville and teaching somewhere in Huntsville. Oh, and, and, and he was in Huntsville when he got caught, got but it. he was like a sweet guy. I loved him. Like, you know, well then let me ask you this, like, cause this, this, this makes me think of something else that, that came up because Sean is also in a, um, I want to say it's, I think it's an interpersonal studies class that she's in, or it's a psychology class. I can't remember which one it, that this came up in, Right. but I, I feel like I'll know your answer, but I'm, I'm interested to see what it is. What are your thoughts about, participation trophies let me let me fucking tell you about participation trophies they can they can they can go to hell absolutely they can go straight to hell they don't do anything to build up the child what they do is they all they do is like create a sense of like accomplishment in a kid who like you know and it depends on what it's for but like you don't need one to feel accomplished if you did something and failed that is still mm-hmm. an accomplishment. Yes. You know, and, yeah. like, and we need to teach people that, not just kids, but people. When yeah. They need to know that trying and failing is an accomplishment. Is an ac- absolutely, yes. You don't 100%. need a piece of material for that. First of all, good Lord, we send way too much shit home with kids. Mm-hmm. And then the kids feel possessive of it. Do you know how much mm-hmm. fucking bullshit... 
I have in the house that's right. like the kid has already forgotten it exists. Right. But if I pick it up to go throw it away, suddenly that's the most precious thing in the world to them. Right. Right. And like and it's this it's this fucking like constantly giving shit. You if you if you pay for something, you need to take something home. Right. Now, yeah. My my thing is what incentive does a child or a person have if they receive a reward no matter how they perform? Yeah. Because I'll tell you, life don't do that. Life does not do that. It does not do that. Your participation trophy for life is a birth certificate. That's it. <laughs> That's pretty good. You should put that on the shirt. That that is all you get. I mean, it, there's just there is no incentive to improve because if the thought is now now I understand how this sounds. It's very like it's it's very much the argument that because now that I'm hearing it, it's it sounds very similar to the argument that. Republicans have made of why they don't want to in uh, oh, the lift yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, yeah, it seems it sounds very lift up by your bootstraps, but it, and it also sounds well, uh, well, I don't want to uh, give any more unemployment uh, benefits uh, for the because it incentivizes people to stay at home and not. Well, no, I mean, it, it that's that's a totally different. That's totally different, completely different, but like. It's the kind of thing that's like, you know how they always say, you know, I mean, without, without darkness, there can be no light. Right. And without failure, there can be no success. A hundred percent. And so it's, that is something you have to learn that it's, it's, it's about, it's about perseverance. It's about effort mm -hmm. uh you know these are important things and that that are learned in you know uh that are learned in they're yes they're learned in school but they're learned in sports it's learned in 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 drama it's learned in band mm -hmm. it's learned in, you know because if it's if it's just uh hey uh tyler play this part on your uh trumpet great, great job tyler great, great job that worked here, with everybody here here's because, first chair for you yeah like that doesn't happen yeah it does not happen well i think the arts and that's not to say don't encourage the kids of a hundred percent encourage the kids, but do it constructively. Don't just say, Hey, slap on the butt, which you can't really do anymore, but here's a, here's a, here's a pat on the back. Great job. Let's all, you know, that's what I always on. liked about karate. There was never any slapping on the butt in karate. Uh, yeah. It was chopping. It was chopping. karate chop straight to the cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> chop the you cheeks. Know, but like, <laughs> but yeah, you know, where you still, you still, you still need to give that encouragement. You still need to give constructive criticism and you know, it's, it's, each kid responds differently well, to a different kind of, of coaching it, or, or whatever, it, but like, here's what I, yeah. here's what I feel about it. If, if the child is loved and feels supported Mm -hmm. They don't need a participation trophy. A hundred percent. If the if the kid is if everybody involved, and that is, let's say it's a sport, you know, let's say it's coaches mm -hmm. down to parents. If everybody involved is supporting the kid through a loss mm -hmm. and helping them to use that information and mm -hmm. that emotional reaction that they're gonna have naturally mm -hmm. to to then better themselves or to make different decisions about the future. Like mm -hmm. Let's see. What's one for me? Football. 
I love football. I was not the greatest at it. Mm -hmm. I was too scared. I was too small. I was too scared to get hit. Like I was all of it, all of it terrified me, but I really wanted to play because I loved it. Right. And my experience in football was my, and my parents were pretty good about this at the time. They, Mm -hmm. they, they hadn't quite divorced yet. They were sort of still had their shit together, but they were very supportive of me of the fact that like, I wanted to stop playing football because it didn't make me feel my best self. And, and, and that allowed me to make that decision without guilt. And I, I talk to parents a lot. Like I, I hate to talk about karate, like as in like in a reality way, but like, I have parents come talk to me a lot about like my kids not enjoying this. Like they, I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm having to make them go and stuff. And oftentimes Mm -hmm. I'm like, like, what do you want out of this? Like, are you wanting them to get exercise? Like there's a thousand ways to get exercise. Sure. Are you, are you wanting them to get disciplined? Then yeah. Then, you know, is your kid somebody that pushes boundaries? Then yeah, you might should keep them in here to let them know, to understand that sometimes there's going to be things in life that they're going to want to get out of. But then there's going to be responsibilities but that they have to, other to do. People. Yeah, that yeah. there's responsibilities to other people besides beyond themselves. Right. Uh, but don't make them feel trapped because if you make them feel trapped, then that's creating another bad habit in their head of like what I say goes. That means that sure. they will be eventually told by someone who is telling them bad information, and right. they'll they'll think back to what the authority figure says goes. You right. know, uh, Joc- Jocelyn works on me with that a lot because I sometimes bring my karate teacher brain home mm-hmm. is the way I like to put it. And sometimes like, I'll be like, sit down, don't do that, do this. And right. that's me taking control of a kid's body right. through words. And I have to be really cautious and careful of that. And like, and it, you know, and it's one of those things where it's like, that does not belong at home, but telling a kid in a classroom, sit down because they're going to get hurt. Right. That's a different mentality, you know, or because than, you're just keeping other kids from learning. Sure, or you're sure. keeping yeah, your, yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like I maintaining mean, classroom presence. But yeah, it's I participation trophies to me, I think like it's not about pull yourself up by your bootstraps because I think you can lose and then that's how you do pull yourself up by your bootstraps. 100%. You know, you can't yes. you can't be on top and like just keep yanking like there's nowhere to go. There is it, no great athlete on this earth that hasn't lost. Oh, for sure. What was the Wayne Gretzky uh uh You miss quote? 100% of the shots you don't take. And then there's another guy that talked about Michael Jordan being like the best NBA player. He also missed the most shots, you know, and like, it's not necessarily true, but it's like the concept makes sense. Like you have to fail in, Mm -hmm. in anything you you learn. It's how you learn. It's how you grow. We can't be so afraid of failure when failure is the greatest teacher we have. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you've got to teach them to overcome the the, the loser mindset. Science, the greatest the greatest learning tool that science has is failure. That's yeah. why they do experiments. Yep. Well, I think this will happen. Well, that didn't happen. Well, why did this not happen? The second oh, it greatest. didn't happen because of this. And now you have new information to proceed from there. I mean, that's the what second is greatest so important. tool that science has is Jenny McCarthy, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're, yeah. you're not, you're not wrong about that. No, I'm definitely not right about it, but like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but I mean, talking about that still, like I, you know, the thing that, that my dad used to always say was, um, profanity is four letter words and quit has four letters. Yeah. So quitting is profanity. 
You don't, yep. you don't quit. And his whole thing was you don't quit something you start, which I still think is a great mentality. But, and I remember because I didn't understand the, really the nuance of that, mm-hmm. like of, you know, of, obviously there are exceptions to the rule, but his whole thing was don't, if you start something, finish it. You made yep. a promise to yourself. Most importantly, you made a promise to others that are, that are, you know, stick with the team sport aspect of it. You're, you're quitting on yourself and you're quitting on other people mm-hmm. and, and, and don't do that. Yeah. See it through. And because then you may discover something about yourself or about that, what you're doing that you didn't know before right. that will, you know, and it's about like, you know, and I, I see today that the whole don't quit, you know, see things through is, is truthfully about being open-minded. Yeah. It really and, is. And open to experiencing new things and, and, and trying new things out. And that is vitally important to who we are as a people and as Whoa. a society. And it's what makes us better. And, you know, but at the same time, because I remember when I came to him knowing I did not want to play basketball anymore. I didn't yeah. want to play basketball and truthfully, and I didn't want to play baseball. And I wanted to focus on football because football was what I excelled at. Right. That's what I really wanted to focus on. And I was so nervous because I'd been playing, I'd been playing basketball and it kind of felt obligatory and sure. I enjoyed playing with my friends and that sort of stuff, but I was never the basketball player that I was a football player. Right. Of course. I, I was, and I, and I didn't, I didn't feel like I was going to be, and I felt like I'd kind of hit a ceiling with those sports when I had only explored the floor of football yeah, and I remember going to him and saying, dad, I don't, I don't think I, I don't want to play basketball anymore. I want to do this. Yeah. And I did it like just as the basketball season started. And he was like, he's like, if that's what you want to do, then let's do it. But if I had, you know, if we were two weeks into the basketball season, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. No. I don't think he would have let me quit. No, I wouldn't have. I, I don't think you would have done it to yourself though, either. I don't think you would have I, and made that I wouldn't have done it to my team. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it to my teammates. I'm going to take what we're talking about one step further. I don't think that beyond, like below a certain age, I don't mm-hmm. think it's beneficial for anybody to get a trophy. And which is not the same thing as giving everybody a trophy. I don't think okay. that we need to be creating a sense of competition when the like so in karate, I don't like giving out trophies in karate. Okay. Like below, I I do it by rank, which is a little different. So like it would be like, like below middle school. So elementary kids and like, like TK and preschool kids, they don't need any reward for like because if a child is excelling at something, uh-huh. they don't need to be handed a trophy that like carries no value other than like now suddenly everyone's doting on them because that creates a bad paradigm as well. Sure. So I guess my question then would be, is everyone under middle school, a white belt in this scenario, in this description that I'm talking right. about? Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. I don't, but like for me, like once they can kind of like set value to their work, right. Like when they can quantify that and understand that concept, and understand that like, okay, I'm doing this amount of work. Jimmy's doing that amount of work. Jimmy walked away with the prize. I walk away with nothing. And like mm. be able to quantify that, even if they have a big emotion about it, even if they're right. really upset about it, that's something that can still, that's, that is a person who can be talked to. Mm. That is a person who can be like, okay, well, did you like, let's talk about your 
let's call it performance versus Jimmy's performance. And like, mm -hmm. that's a person like that's a, that's a, you know, an eight, nine, you know, well, 10, 11 year old that you can really talk to about mm -hmm. it and like get, get information from and get information to. Sure. And I think what else is important too, especially for, for kids that age, it, it's something that like, if you don't learn it at a young age, it's hard to learn as an adult is sometimes the action is the reward. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, if, you know, and it's funny because like, I used to, I used to really place a lot of emphasis on like what trophy I walked away from, walked away with in tournaments mm -hmm. and, and like my first or second tournament, I got first place. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my first couple, I got first place. And then I started getting second places and that destroyed me. Right. And it made me not want to compete. And it made me like reevaluate everything about martial arts in general, because like, mm -hmm. and there was no reason to do that because I was still excelling and I was still growing as a martial. I'm, I'm 40 next month. I am right. still growing as a martial artist. I'm still right. growing as a teacher, as a student, all of it. Like, mm -hmm. I, like every, every day I'm in the studio teaching every time I'm on zoom teaching, like right. there's new information, there's new growth there mm -hmm. because I've given up on the sense of comparing myself to others. Right. I've given up on the sense of like, cause it's just, it's me versus me yesterday. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's me versus me tomorrow. And like, but that mentality is hard to teach. And really the only way to do it is to give, it's the same thing as effort and grit you can't teach those things, but you can give somebody the opportunity to experience it. And to discover it. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. like and you can give them the words of what it means and what it is and you can define it. But like there's no way to put that that into a person. Like you just don't go bloop and it's there. Sure. So. I mean, like eventually, you know, it, yeah, like you said, what's important is is I want to be better than than yesterday me you know it, like that's where you really want to you, you really want to thrive uh, you're frozen again you, you were there? frozen but i could hear I, you yeah. I, okay. I heard everything you said ah man this is gonna be a blast to edit <laughs> um but uh no yeah i mean the, the important thing is is being better than you were yesterday and but like it yeah, it's just a it's a it's a struggle. Something uh, something you have to learn of like uh, of of you know yeah you need to be in competition with yourself more than you need to be in competition with anybody else because there's not always going to be someone else there to drive you to be yep. better. Yep. You know, and it's a lot of pro and it's a problem that like a lot of I, I mean to stick with football because this is this that's the sport that I follow the most but sure. but it happens in every sport where you have a player who comes in and they don't put in the work because they've just always been better. Yeah. They've yeah. always been better than everyone around them. They grew, you know, I, I'll tell you who the, the biggest example that I can think of who was like that. And you didn't really discover it until they got to the NFL was Vince young. Mm. Vince young comes, comes to Texas. He has always been bigger he has always been faster. He's always been stronger. He's always been, you know, more athletic, more talented than everybody he's been around. Right. He comes in. 
is one of the most prolific quarterbacks in, in NCAA history, wins the most exciting national championship game I've ever watched in my life, save for maybe the Sugar Bowl. Alabama-Georgia game. Oh, um, where I was going to say Sugar Bowl 92. Um, right. Uh, but, like, he gets to the NFL – and then he can't do the things that he used to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, going back to who you were talking about earlier, Tim Tebow is another example of that very same right. thing. Right. You know? um, so, yeah, I just feel like, you know, that's something that's important for people to realize and discover as well. But, yeah. like, you know, competition is important when it's, you know, you, you compete with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, I just, I, I, I well, think like it, it, is it the end of the world if you lose? No. Does it no. suck? Of course it does. Yeah, oh man. And, it hurts. and it's an important, it's, but it's an important learning tool, you know, and it's, it, it just, yeah, it, I mean, it teaches you perseverance and, and. Well, the way I know. like to think of it, it, you know, putting it back in martial arts terms, which sometimes can be a little bit more broader is that like when I was young and I was learning, it was all about the physicality. It was about understanding the physicality. As I got older and my body started to be like, you know, hey, you're not as flexible as you used to be. You do this right. too much, you're going to pull, you know, like I tore my hamstring, I, I pulled my hamstring, right. you know, lung collapses, whatever. And like many, many broken noses later, it's like it, it suddenly realized, I realized it became intellectual. Martial arts became intellectual. And now, mm-hmm. now, you know, and I watched this in my other masters when I was growing up of it going from physical to intellectual to spiritual, you know, and that's a journey I haven't sort of taken yet, you know, is the spiritual side of it other than like the sort of like intellectual version of the spirituality of martial arts, you know, like I haven't really looked into it other than that. Right. I think that it's going to be a very, I think it's just going to be very like you have to be willing to adapt and grow along with whatever you're succeeding or failing at. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with how much passion you have for it. You know, like, you know, there's, it's that story of I wouldn't be in if I would, I practice catches every day, not because I'm in the NFL. I am in the NFL because I practice because catches every day, right. you know, and it's, you've got to have that natural love and passion for it walking in the door Sure. You know, and if you don't, like if you're sitting there making, there's going to be days where you want to quit no matter what it is, but like there's a passion, there's a love, there's some sort of unspoken truth that you're like, I can't, I'm not going to let go of this. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to stick it out through the tough times. Sure. Absolutely. And, and like, you know, this is a conversation I've had with Shauna. It's a conversation I've had with my dad. It's a conversation I've had with my sisters. Like, you know, talking about, you know, what, what you and I both are out here trying to do is so, so difficult. So difficult. It is so difficult. And it's, it it is frequently infuriating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, you know, and the, the, I've said this so many times to, you know, all the people I just mentioned of where the question, you know, it comes up of, you know, um, is there a point where I'm like, it's not happening. Mm -hmm. And I've said, and I've, and I've said, I've said every time my, my, my thought and my feelings have been um, the, the most frustrating thing about being out here and trying to do what I want to do 
is that I don't know if I will ever succeed. Yeah. But I know that I'm never going to stop. Yep. That's both encouraging and frustrating. Yeah. Well, I, when I was in my twenties and I first started in New York and like, I remember I was like, I give it a year and if I don't like it, I'm going to quit. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't tell anybody that that was just in the back of my head. Like, that right. was something I would have way too much pride to ever admit at the time. Mm-hmm. And I booked like a lot of stuff. I booked like the first thing I auditioned for, like, right. you know, and so I booked a lot and I was like, okay, this seems like, seems like I have potential here. And then I ended up moving to LA because, you know, agents and whatever. And so right. I moved out here and I was like, all right, well, I'll give it a year out here and see what happens. And then maybe I'll go back to New York. And I booked the first thing I auditioned for out here. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, I can do this. This is, this is it. The hard part wasn't finding, and I, I, I'm hesitant to use the word success. The hard part wasn't yeah. having wins. I'll put it that way. Yeah. The hard part wasn't having wins. The hard part was all of a sudden, all the wins stopped. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a couple of thoughts and reasons as to why that happened. One, I left an agent that I, sh- I shouldn't have left. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I made a couple of bad moves and I shifted focus a little bit more to writing and stuff like that. But I, I had to start, like with all the losses, I had to really take stock and look at why my career that seemed to be on a trajectory in a direction turned and went the opposite direction. Right. Like it didn't even plateau. It's not like I was where I was even like 10 years ago, you know, Mm. like it's, I'm much lower down on the totem pole of people's minds now, which is pretty much the the battle for acting and stuff like that is you have to be on people's minds in order to get jobs. Right. And that made me take stock. And the harder that conversation was with me, the more progress I'm getting out of it. So I have to come to terms with that and I have to make the adjustments from that. Right. You know, and like, and I couldn't do that. I couldn't have that conversation with myself without resilience and without loss, having mm-hmm. loss in my life. Yeah. I think loss is an important process to go through because then it, it, teaches you perseverance and perseverance is another thing that can't be taught without experiencing it. Sure. I think perseverance is something that gets, you know, gets washed watered down Mm. with participation trophies. You know, and I just don't, like I said, I just don't think that like, it's something that's necessary for if, if you need a participation trophy to keep participating in the event that you're doing, then, you know, to me, it's like you've you've got to find another way to like reward the 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 student, the person, whoever. Right. You have to find another way to reach them. If, if it takes plastic, gold, and like a little thing, you know, that's we don't need tokens for every fucking thing we do. Right. Yeah. It's it's good to let some things fade in memory and not have like a physical representation of it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, anyway. definitely. Other than that, the only thing I got to complain about this week is you. Fuck you. You know, just fuck you. That that's mean. I, I cooked you a mean steak the other day. You did. It was good. I had more of it last <laughs> night. It was fucking delicious. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, I loved uh, leftover steak, man. Cold oh, yeah. leftover steak, hot mm-hmm. leftover steak. I put it in like a skillet and just get just, a little. Just go. steak, man. Just steak. Just steak. It was so good. Jocelyn had your onions. She really loved those. 
What happened? Well, DK Metcalf just caught a pass, like a long bomb to the end zone, and it looked just before, yep, just before he got in, the DB behind him popped it out of his hands, and it went through the back of the end zone. It's a touchback. Oh no! If if he had if he hadn't slowed down because he got kind of cocky and kind of slowed down a little bit, he'd have scored a touchdown. But instead, instead that's a touchback. Speaking of perseverance, fucking run all the way to the back of the end zone. Yep. 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 You don't run to the line. You run through it. Through it. Yep. Yep. All day. All day. All day. Uh, no, the steak was good, uh, and yeah, and the uh, the onions, uh, yeah, 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 the onions were good, and the bike is still, it's still, still, still there. Uh, yeah, it's a giant paperweight right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have two carburetors. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, yeah, I think that's uh, that's gonna do it for this one. Do we do um, an outro? I forget. No. Oh, yep. I just saw the moment. That's uh, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I think I think we're we're done. Email us asnawisdom at gmail if you have anything you want to say, comments, questions, concerns, you know, whatever. Email us if you want. Follow us on our social media. Uh, go if you haven't subscribed to the show, go subscribe to the show, and 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 leave us a rating. Preferably yeah, five it, stars or would be two nice. stars. I don't care. And just go leave us a rating. You know, we'll we will persevere. We don't need the rage. <laughs> We're doing it without them. That's right. We won't call each other and cry on the phone. That's right. What time do you want to have our cry session tonight? By the way, uh, I don't know. I'm pretty cried out already today, and it's barely started. But the uh, rock, the rock endorsed Biden and Kamala, or Kamala yeah, Biden and Harris. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's going to be interesting to see what that does to the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. That's what we're all concerned about is the future of the XFL. Anyway, thank all you for, uh, for listening. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Like I said, go, uh, go like subscribe, share this with everybody. And, uh, we will see you on the next one. I hope this is all recording cause Daryl's frozen again. I heard it, but I'm probably frozen on his too. So it, doesn't it was matter. good. It was good times. I could hear you though. What a f- fucking shit show this has been (laughs) (laughs) hopefully you're even hopefully there's any even anything to listen to anyway i'm sure there'll be we'll see uh that that could uh, be said about all of our episodes though see you next week where we might have a guest yeah we'll see you